Welcome back to the Sip and Feast podcast. Today we're talking the $4,500 La Crusade, massive three box on a pallet set from Costco. <laughs> Have people lost their minds? Has La Crusade lost their minds? Has Costco lost their minds? We're going to specifically talk about this set. What do you think about that, Tara? <laughs> Sounds good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Supposedly, according to was it Business Insider that yes. said it? Okay. So, yes. Business so Insider. What did they say? Well, they're claiming that this broke the internet. Yeah. Right? That's a pretty hefty claim. That's typical copy for a website like that. They would say that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they traffic in... Headlines? Headlines and getting people to click. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot we of... Don't, subs- we don't do that. Well, but, but, <laughs> but I like to believe we have substance beneath our headlines. We do. There is substance beneath this. I don't know if it broke... What is What does break the internet mean anyway? I think I read there was 404 errors. That means like when, you know, when a site website gets overwhelmed, I read that. Yes, so- I, did, I did see that. I tried to test that out myself, by the way, and the link is no longer available. Yeah, I, I wanted to test it out. I don't know how many sets Costco even sold. You know, this could have been a publicity stunt, which was highly successful, La Crusade. Costco doesn't need the publicity. You know, that's this isn't going to make or break them at yeah. all. I mean, the last time I got a pallet that was that heavy, you know, you needed the lift gate and everything, and you get this to your home, you cannot take the box out with your wife. You know, you got to get in your pickup truck and remove the items mm-hmm. one or two at a time. Or if you had it delivered to your house, which would probably be the smart thing, the truck driver would have a pallet jack and they would, if you tip them, would wheel it to your front door. Yes. I do think this was for delivery only. I don't think this was available. Well, there the you go. But why don't we back up? Yeah. And I know what you said. It's, you know... $4,500 set from La Crusade. Let's back up and because in case folks haven't read the article, let's tell them what it is. Of course, let's yeah. back up. I'm assuming that people know a lot about this and they might not, even though it did break the internet, the internet. you know, so yeah. <laughs> so it's a 157 piece set exclusively being sold through Costco. It's La Crusade. The set is $4,500. It arrives on a pallet that's delivered to your home. It includes frying and saucepans, multiple sizes of Dutch ovens, multiple sizes of baking dishes, dinnerware, which includes plates, bowls, a French press coffee maker. Oh, well, that seals the deal for me. (laughs) A spoon rest, mixing bowls, a roasting pan, cooking spoons and spatulas, salt and pepper shakers, a gravy boat, Jim, your favorite thing in the world, a Dutch oven that's specifically made to bake bread and a crepe pan. And there's probably other things that I'm missing. We'll link in the Business Insider article in the show notes and you can see the image that they have Mm -hmm. and it shows the full set. Yeah, so according to Costco, this set includes everything you need to set up your kitchen so that you can be your own professional chef. That's... That's what its intent is. And I would think not just to set up your own kitchen, probably enough to set up your neighbors and and their neighbor's kitchen. Probably. I say that in jest. It's true, but it's not true. Most of the stuff here, they're only giving you one Dutch oven, right? 
Or is it two? No, there's multiple sizes of Dutch ovens. So there's like the one that you want, like that oval one, that's in there. There's a few different sizes. And then there's that other Dutch oven that's kind of shaped like a dome that's meant for baking bread. That's a cool little product. I've seen that product in, um, I, I guess I saw it in an ad that was probably targeted to me. La Crusade has been targeting me with ads on Instagram, trying to get me to buy one of their Dutch ovens, which I don't have. I believe I had a La Crusade probably 20 years ago that is no longer with me. I don't know if it, what happened to it. I, I, I really don't. I have all of the cheaper Chinese Dutch ovens now. I do have the Lodge Dutch oven, but from my understanding, that's also made in China. Okay. Yeah, so that's the big claim to fame. La Crusade's stuff is made in France. And supposedly they're higher quality than a lot of the other brands. The only other higher high quality Dutch oven brand is Staub. That's owned by Zwillings. Mm-hmm. So Zwillings is the parent company of Staub now. And they're very, very expensive compared to all the other brands. Mm-hmm. They have a loyal following. Yeah, I believe Ina Garden has full sets of different colors in her house. Now, Ina Garden is a multi-gazillionaire. She can fit plenty of stuff yeah, in her it's house not, in the Hamptons. She's not a normal person, all right? Like <laughs> she'd been, she was living in the Hamptons before before she got popular. How, how fabulous is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think this set is marketed towards people that have a lot of money. Am I right or wrong about this, Tara? I would agree. I mean, I would say that I don't think the average person is going to drop $4,500 to get 157 items by, is it Le Creuset or, I I don't know. I feel like I'm always mispronouncing stuff. Yeah, so I don't think the average person is going to spend that type of money. Um, I also don't think the average person is going to spring for one item that costs $400. I mean, unless you have a really strong passion for cooking and maybe that's one of the items that you put on your wish list for a holiday or something like that, I just I don't I don't think the average person's going to drop, you know, $400 for for one Dutch oven. This person hasn't. I you know, I've never Yeah. kind of like lost for these sometimes. We'll go to Maine and there'll be an outlet so even at the outlet, they're yeah. still not cheap. They are expensive. Sometimes we'll find good prices on liquor say items, not the Dutch ovens, really, right? We've gotten some casserole dishes that have been, I would say, a fair price. Those are their stoneware line, and I believe those are made in China. They're much okay. cheaper. So it's not like the cast iron and I enamel could, Dutch oven. Yeah, I could be wrong about that, but th- these stoneware items, these casseroles, maybe like a 4.5 quart, like a 10 by 15 roughly, or a 9 by 12, mm-hmm. they're like $30 at the outlets. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what we'll pick up when we go to the outlets. And yeah, we'll look at the really expensive Dutch ovens, and I've seen the bread making one. That's part of they, that. They do make one thing that I've always wanted that we don't have. What? A tagine. A tagine, yeah. So when you're making a- It's like Moroccan- Moroccan food. food. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have that. And I'm sure you can get a non-Lake Creuset tagine from somewhere, but that's one of the things that I always liked when I when I see it in the yeah. store. I'll just say, 
I think that this whole set is geared towards, first of all, we don't know how many they sold. It could have been a publicity thing. There was only 10 of them offered. I read in that same article at the bottom, did you see Costco sells 24 carat uh, gold bars? I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And they say that sells out Sells out immediately. in minutes. Yeah. So it's probably similar to also how they sell the Parma Parmesan wheel. Mm-hmm. It's not like Costco has a million Parm wheels waiting to be sold. They probably have a very small amount of them. And that's probably the same thing with this set. Now, this set could have been purchased by kind of like people playing the arbitrage game where they're like, oh, I can quickly calculate that all this stuff that's sold for $4,500 is really has a retail price of 8,000. So I'll buy it all and then I'll resell it, mm -hmm. which is not a good move ever because you're dealing with heavy items and packaging them if you're selling them online or waiting for the random crazy person to come to your house that you, when you list it on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, just not a good idea. So Somebody bought those, but probably the real buyer there was probably a wealthy individual that wanted the whole red set that they're offering. That's one thing I, I did also want to confirm. Um, I was assuming that it was all red from the pictures that were being shown, but without being able to actually get on and look at it myself on the Costco website, I, I wasn't sure right. about that. The thing I read said it was just, it just came in red. Okay. If I had the room and we have a big house and we don't have the room for this, I think right away, you got to be someone who has a really big kitchen or a real, a place to, a large place to store all this stuff. And you really have to have a desire to have everything. And some people are collectors. They want like the whole collector set, but I'm really not into ever buying sets of cookware like even the, even the ten piece sets because mm -hmm. you get you always get like an eight inch pan that you're never going to use especially if you have a family of four there's no practical use for an eight inch pan um, maybe if you're frying one egg I guess you know then they give you some other things that you just don't need that you don't use but this is taking it to to the extreme where you're getting how many items again hundred and fifty seven pieces yeah it's one hundred and fifty seven pieces there's probably like four or five things in here that you're probably going to use a lot, mm -hmm. and then you're getting another 150 plus items that you're not going to use that often. I saw somebody did the math. It came out to like $29 an item. Is it worth it? And when I say, is it worth it? Let's talk about, like you said, the real estate that it's taking up in your home, the weight, the weight. of the items. I mean, I, anytime you bust out the Dutch oven, Le Creuset or not, like we say, or knockoff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just have knockoffs. Uh, I hate washing it. It's a pain to wash. I, I get why we need to use the Dutch oven for, for many of the recipes that we're making, but I just don't enjoy it. So I can't imagine having like 157 pieces to wash. I would go out on a limb and mo saying most of them are heavy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know they some of the, some of the pieces are just spoons and yeah. gravy boats and whatnot. I feel for Tara because she does a lot of the washing of our Dutch oven. I did read, so like I tried to do a little research, and I think anybody who talks La Crusade and talks Staub always wants to see why are these so much more expensive than the fifty other knockoff brands mm -hmm. and there's so many I, and we, kirkland has their own kirkland has their own brand which is a relabeled s some other companies 
no doubt it's a Chinese one. And the one that I, well, I have a, I have a lot of them. So we have an AKS one, which was from Target. That's a no name one. That's been in our videos for four years. Do you cook more than me? You probably don't. That Dutch oven is perfect still. So, mm -hmm. and it was 50 bucks and it's a six quart Dutch oven. The 5.5 quart Dutch oven that's in this set is $450. So I could have yeah. bought, I could buy seven of those Target brand ones. And, you know, that's, that's the math there. We also have the Tramontina set that I just purchased from Costco. So that one doesn't have longevity. I mean, I it's new, but it was a it was a dual set. It was a 5.5 and a 3.5. This yeah. this was only 40 or $50 for that set. And they are I'm actually liking that one more than the Lodge one we have. Mm -hmm. So the Lodge one we have is an 8 quart. So this thing is a behemoth. That's the orange one, right? It's the orange one. There it's been used in probably the last 30 or so videos when I break out a Dutch oven. And that one is not my favorite. Can't really get the co the colors changing on the bottom on the enamel, no mm -hmm. matter what you do there. And it's a little bit heavier. It I is. heard, I read, I read this in Serious Eats. They said that La Crusade are lighter than, really? than, than the knockoff brands. Oh, so maybe that's the appeal of it. Yeah, now, do they have the same heat properties? I mean, this is physics. Mm -hmm. You know, normally the larger the object, cast iron, you know, the more heat it will retain. Mm -hmm. If you take a three-inch thick piece of cast iron, it, you know, like this table, you know, it'll weigh whatever, it's 600 pounds, it's going to hold that heat better than equivalent one-inch yeah. piece. Now, that's assuming that it's all the same metallurgic properties and all that, mm -hmm. but... There's probably more science here. La Crusade probably has something going for them that they can do this. And uh, I do like the idea that it's lighter because that Lodge one is a beast, right? It is. It's difficult to to wash. Um, and it's heavy. I'm always Super. afraid. I'm always afraid I'm going to drop it on my foot. I'm afraid that it's going to bend yeah. our bend the grates in our oven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's loaded up yeah. with food. Yeah. It's definitely... A concern. You know, I could talk about this forever, but let, let's let's try to stay focused here. Tara's going to ask some questions well, about this. So, my question to you: I'm assuming, based on your commentary from the, the past 15 minutes or so, is that you don't think this is worth it. The 4,500 is that correct? And what items would you say are worth buying? You know who who I am by watching the cooking videos, if you watch the cooking videos. If you don't know who I am and you're watching me for the first time, thank you for watching, but or thank you for listening, I should say. I like to be frugal. I could win the Powerball and for a billion dollars or whatever it is, and I still would probably be taking issue with this. That's just who I am. It's how I'm built. I don't like frivolousness. I don't like certain content creators selling their $6,000 pans to you and telling you that they're a good value. For 99.999% of you, it is not a good value. And you, your cooking will not be better. Nothing will be better. Your bank account will be whatever amount lighter. I've been using these products for over 30 years. And, you know, I haven't really experienced any problem with any of the enameled cast iron pots. I've never really ruined one. I think I might've ruined one like way many years ago, 
but I've never had the enamel crack off of any of them. The Lodge one, it actually is cracked off the handle now, Mm -hmm. but I believe that, I think it came that way from Amazon. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I got the first Lodge one from Amazon, it was the same color. Remember, it was all cracked, so yes. I sent I sent it back, mm-hmm. and then the next one came with a chip a on chip. the handle, and I was like, I'm not sending this thing back again, mm-hmm. so I just kept it. Yeah. Are there any items that you think are worth it that's in the 157 piece? I think all of the, the Dutch oven, the bread one, mm-hmm. the oval one, I think all of those are great products. I don't know if a home cook needs multiples. I need multiple Dutch ovens. You know why I need multiple Dutch ovens? Because often when I'm making a video for you, I'll be doing two videos at the same time. So I will have, this just happened to us the other day. It was, um, uh, what was it? The pot roast and- Goulash? And it might've been pot roast and goulash. Well, it, anyway, it was like a long cooked braised roast in the oven. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, you know, three hours to chuck, beef chuck is in the oven for. So I can start another video during that period of time. And I was doing a soup. Soup. So, yeah. Yeah. So I broke out another Dutch oven, for yeah. the Tramantina for the soup. I don't know if you're going to be in that same situation where you're making two videos. Now, maybe you say, well, Jim, I make a lot of food all the time and I need multiple Dutch ovens. Okay. Maybe you need two. I don't think you need four. I don't think you're going to be rocking four Dutch ovens on your stove. It says the ultimate chef's set, right? That's the marketing of it. I mean, this this is not a direct quote, but it's based on the article that I read. According to Costco... It includes everything you need to set up your kitchen to be your own professional chef. That's the idea behind it. How many professional chefs do you think are really using Dutch ovens at this scale? They're not. I mean, if you've ever been into a commercial kitchen, you see what's back there. There's not a lot of these, all right? It's, It's mostly aluminum pans, believe it or not, not even stainless pans. It's cheap stuff from the Restaurant Depot and the other stores because they go through so many of them. Does this affect your love of Costco because we all know how much you love Costco. Not, not at all. I mean, why I, do you think, why do you think they did this? I mean, this is just your opinion. I think it builds brand awareness and loyalty. So La Crusade proposed it. Costco signed off on it, especially during the holidays. This is the time when somebody's going to be asking their parents for their first La Crusade Dutch oven. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you move into your house. It costs a lot of money when you go from an apartment to a house and you don't, you know, say you're in a little tiny apartment with a little kitchen and say you were eating out most of the time mm-hmm. and now you have your house and you're building a family, this is the perfect time to get some some gifts. So you just, that yeah, you just made a good point. Maybe if you have a lot of people in your family and you want to give them some nice cookware gifts, buy the palette, divvy it up, give like the best stuff to your, to your favorite, <laughs> to your favorite relatives and maybe give like the dishes or the gravy boat. To someone boat. else. Like, I wonder if if they're individually packaged within the packaging. Like, could you get could you gift them? Or are they just we'll never know, but I'm sure somebody on TikTok, probably some 19-year-old influencer, probably bought it and and they're gonna do like a, unpacking it for, unpacking. For, for, for for their latest TikTok. <laughs> I would think they're probably not individual packaged. I, I think if you did that, somebody would end up getting the short end. Well, that's what I said. Give your favorite person in your family like the really good stuff and then yeah. be like, oh, here, here are these bright red dinner plates <laughs> for you. So I'm just going to read quickly here. I I, I don't want to be bashing serious eats. OK, I'm just re- I'm reading exact. This is a quote from this is they have they have multiple articles on this. So they have one article where they tested 20 different Dutch ovens 
And the two that came out on top were what do you th- what brands do you think? Lake Crusade and Staub. That's correct. Okay. So, you know, I mean, what, there's nothing. What new are they about testing this. for? So they said there was four people in there. They said that they were experts. I think one might have been a metallurgist, but I'm not positive. Uh, one was like just a professional chef. Mm-hmm. And I went through. I read the whole article. I didn't seem like they were really. They kept saying anecdotally in it, even after they were doing it. So. To me, that was like, okay, they're, it's not an exhaustive thing. and mm-hmm. I, they, But what they really let on was um, these brands are highly secretive of the materials they use. So, and I think that's partly done because it might not be that much to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it's a chunk of iron that's yeah. turned into, into a different size pot. And then it has an enamel coating on it. If, if they're all selling the same type of actual product, then it comes down to the name, mm-hmm. okay? But I don't know if that's the case. Do not do not quote me on that. Anyway, this is from Serious Eats. As further proof that the material makeup matters, we can look at the thickness variance across models. In our test, La Crusade's 5.5 quart pot was one of the thinnest, but retained heat evenly and consistently. In other words, it's not always the weight of the pot's bottom, but what it's made from. The enamel coating's composition, generally a fusion of glass particles, may hold the key to explaining price differences. But with cast iron brands being tight-lipped about it, this element is essentially the secret spice blend. Whether it's what actually sets them apart from the crowd is unclear. However, anecdotally, we can say that in our tests for durability, the legacy brands held up to chips, scuffs, and scratches better and for longer than the cheaper models. So I don't know how how did they do that test? You know how long was that test for? Mm-hmm. I think part of what you're buying with these is you also get a better warranty. You don't get a warranty really with the other ones, or as mm-hmm. good. La Crusade has like this lifetime warranty. You do have to send it into them, and it could be fifty dollars shipping. Okay, but you know for a four hundred dollar pot, it makes sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Now they can void the warranty if it has thermal shock. Thermal shock is when you take something really hot and put it, make it really cold. So oh, if you take like take it yes. out of the oven and you put it in a blast chiller, okay, something yeah. like that. Also, you're not supposed to really preheat these, though I kind of do occasionally a little bit. Um, basically, oh, you so don't you're wanna... supposed to when you are using a Dutch oven, you're supposed to just turn the heat on, get your oil in, and your yeah whatever it is that you're cooking right away. You don't preheat it. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Because it has an enamel coating, so you could put your, which I, I, I essentially is probably not porous. So, you know, mm. you're going to be able to put your oil on there. See, the thing with stainless steel, the reason you have to preheat it yeah. is if you don't, the actual metal, the composition changes when it's heated. So if you don't, if it's not heated already, where the, basically the particles expand, if it's not heated, that oil almost kind of penetrates. And that's and then what it causes sticking? causes stickiness. Interesting. So I don't know if that's the case with, uh, the enamel ones, but the manufacturers always say, don't preheat them. Okay. Furthermore, there'll be a situation where if you end up getting into bread making, you'll undoubtedly come across recipes that will tell you to use a Dutch oven. A Dutch oven is one of the best mm-hmm. best tools you can have for making bread, but you're really better off using an uncoated Dutch oven because these Dutch ovens are rated for only a certain temperature. So that's the thing. You know, can they go in? Because what you'll do is when you make bread, you'll take a uncoated again Dutch oven, just like the raw iron mm-hmm. one. You'll put it in the oven 
get it super hot, take it out, then you'll plop your parchment paper and your, you know, your proofed bread inside okay. of it, get it back in, cover it, mm -hmm. put it back in. You're not really supposed to heat something again with nothing in it. So that's that's the problem. If it has the enamel. That's the problem with the enamel ones. But people make their bread all the time in the enamel yeah. ones. I've even seen professional chefs do this. Well, you did it. I used a regular oh, just that's iron. right. Yep. I did it for that reason. I didn't want to ruin our Dutch ovens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that, that you did use the black one. So you're not going to buy a 157-piece set now. You agree, you agree with us. Well, what pieces should you buy? Tara, what do you think? Here are my thoughts on on Le Creuset and, and the brand. I'm going to sound like what you might consider like a typical female type of <laughs> response. But sometimes I just really like the colors that they have. <laughs> they have like a really pretty like bluish gray color. So for me... If I was going to buy a Le Creuset Dutch oven, I would maybe ask for it in that color and probably ask for it as a special occasion gift, like maybe Mother's Day or my birthday or Christmas. I don't see myself walking into the store and just being like, oh, yeah, I want this $400 thing. Like, I won't even buy a $400 pair of shoes. I won't even... I'm not one of those people that I, I won't I, even buy a $70 so pair of shoes. I like, since we're talking about expensive stuff, like I still don't understand why people spent $110 on Lululemon leggings. Like I, I don't even own a pair. So maybe I, maybe I should buy a pair and, and try and understand what, what people are spending the money on. But I am not that type of person. So again, it would have to be gifted to me in order for me to get the Lake Crusade. But if if you did want to give me a gift of one, I would want it in like one of the really pretty colors. Okay, we know Tara likes pretty colors now, <laughs> which we really do. But what size? Like what? Which one would you? What, what do you think is the most versatile? Do you want me to answer this, or do you want to take a stab at it? What's the biggest size they have? Oh, they can They sell a they sell a thirteen quart one. Well, no, I don't want a thirteen quart which, one. Which but would be insanely What's, heavy what is the size of the one that we have the, the lodge. lodge the lodge is eight quarts okay yeah i would say that one because i feel like that's good enough you can make stew you can make soup you can make bolognese you can make bread yeah you can do a bunch of different things with that one yeah so that would be the one i would say and it's easy easier to wash so here's the thing though the one that the the one that every every site, whether it's Series Eats or something else, they keep recommending the five point five. In my experience, the five point five is always a little too it's small. Too small. It's just yeah. too small. It would be better if these manufacturers would make a six point five. And when I mean manufacturers, I mean the the two. And they they might. I mean Staub and La Crusade have a massive line. Six point five is, in my opinion, is the best size. Eight quart gets a little big, a little heavy. You're saying to me, why does it need to be that big? It just does. It you know, you're making a pot of sauce, put some beet meatballs, some brajol in there. Five point five, you're not even gonna be able to fit more than a couple tan cans of tomatoes in there. And forget it. It's not even it's not even close to big enough. Now an eight quart probably for the way a lot of people make sauce isn't big enough either, but it's becoming a lot more versatile. Whole chickens, you can cook in there. You know, they make the oval size, which has its use, but really if I had to tell you to buy one, I would say stick to the round one. The round one ha is more useful. 
They're also good for frying. Oh, deep, they're, deep frying. They're amazing for frying. That's where the oval one is a good one because um, you can fit some longer items in there. Say you're frying a whole fish or something, mm -hmm. so which could be a little very difficult to fit in a five in a five point five, but even difficult to fit in an eight quart round. Mm -hmm. And each manufacturer's round is a little different. The bottom is is not as uh, wide. Some of them are like more tapered. And that affects how many, you know, say you're doing braised chicken thighs and you have four or five pounds, you might have to do, you might have to sear three or four batches, which takes a long time. If you watch the videos, you'll notice sometimes I'll break out the 14 inch pan to do the searing, then I'll deglaze, save that sauce, throw it all in a Dutch oven. It's just, it's just quicker instead of doing three batches in your little bottom of your Dutch oven. Mm -hmm. You know, Tara mentioned it, you know, when, as she was talking about the Lululemon and the branding and stuff. First of all, this isn't a controversial statement. A lot of the money you're paying for La Crusade is in their branding. They're heavily on Instagram. They they use influencers. They do a lot of marketing, and they have a they have a big marketing department. Unlike a lot of these no name brands that are just trying to sell, they're trying to beat people on price on Amazon. There mm -hmm. is no marketing at all. So, a large part of that end price is their marketing. How much is it? We don't know. I am not saying that they are not the best quality Dutch ovens. I'm going to defer to Serious Eats and everything else I've seen that says that they are. I, I just don't know how much of that price that you're paying is because of you know the 10 influencers that they, that, yeah. they, that they used last month on Instagram. If you have a sizable Instagram page, charging a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's a part of it. So people want to own these these products. It's to me, it's very different than you buying like a Louis Vuitton bag. You're gonna go out and take that bag out with you, and people are gonna see you with your bag. You're gonna drive a BMW or a Tesla because people are gonna see you driving it. Not necessarily for. I mean, I'm sure you get driving enjoyment out of the BMW, but why do you think somebody would be influenced to have this cookware that unless you're hosting dinner parties constantly, who is going to see that you cooked your meal in a Le Creuset pot? I think it's the eternal question why influencer marketing works so well to begin with. And it's just, you're selling a lifestyle to Joe Schmo or, you know, whoever, wherever they're living. And they trying to just get a little bit glimpse, of, they're buying a piece of that celebrity mm -hmm. or whoever, that influencer that's pushing the product. Maybe if I buy this, my life can be a little bit more like theirs. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. I'm not susceptible to it. No. I'm, I'm a cynical person though. I didn't even use social media one bit until I started doing this. That's crazy when you think about it. I'm almost 45 years old. I didn't even have an Instagram account until I was 39 and started doing this. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know how to post for like three months. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't, Facebook, all that stuff. I, I had a Facebook account earlier, but I think I posted like one thing, nobody liked it. And then I was, then I like didn't post for three years, <laughs> which I heard is the male experience. It's like the typical, quote unquote, typical guy who has the office job and they, they try to put some pithy thing on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or in those, 
that's those are the platforms that an older guy would be using and nobody likes it nobody engages with it and then they go i hate this social media and then that's it for them. You used to, I remember you put up a few pictures of the spoons you made. That's you right. You had a few pictures of you and the kids. That's right. But yeah, you never, you were never really like a power user. A power user? I didn't even know <laughs> what I was doing. But then I realized I had to learn how to use this stuff. If you, uh, you know, if you want to do what we do, you, you obviously have to be very proficient in this. Yeah. It's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. But I love you listening. I love you watching. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Do you want to move into questions? Absolutely. So let's go into some questions. These are questions that were sent to us at podcast at sipandfeast.com. Please continue to send your questions to us. We love getting your questions. We love your emails. Even if you don't always get a response from us, they are all being read. Um, and I am doing my best to keep track of the questions. So I pulled this question because I thought it actually paired well with the topic. This is from Arlene. Arlene says, I have a question about nonstick pots. What brand do you recommend? The nonstick finish on the cheaper brands does not last. I see Hexclad and Anilon advertised, which I think may last much longer, but have a higher price tag. Would appreciate your opinion. So I think this is good because she's asking if, the higher price tag equals better when it comes to nonstick pots specifically. And if you have a brand you recommend. Arlene, I don't have, I have never used a hex clad. They have, you know, we are talking about marketing. They have insane marketing. Now they are using Gordon Ramsay is hawking hex clad all the time. And a whole bunch of other people, I think it's predominantly on Instagram. I don't really think, I don't really see a lot of YouTubers with it. So Hexclad has made a massive push. I don't know the quality of their products. Analon's been around a long time. I don't own any of them. The non-sticks that we have, and they've held up a very long time, are just like the Kirkland, they were like $29 for an eight, a 10, and a 12-inch non-stick. Probably had them for 10 years, that set. And those get you know just used for things you would use a non-stick for, like you know fried eggs or, or fish or something. I also have a T-Fowl that uh, I have two of them. They're like 4.5 quart and they are kind of deep on the sides. So they're they're a nice kind of hybrid pan. They're kind of like almost like a braze, like a brazer pan. And they've held up fine too, the, the nonstick coating. I haven't really ever damaged nonsticks. Uh, I know I know many people have and they have bad experience with them. I always try to show in my videos, just use the nonstick when you need to use the nonstick. Don't really use it if uh, if a stainless would be more appropriate. Often I'll be using a nonstick when it's not the best use, but I'll tell the I'll tell you right in the video, and I'll do it simply because I want you to see in the pan more than say taking the Dutch oven. What do you think about nonstick, Tara? I like nonstick for certain things, like for making pancakes or for making eggs. Pancakes is one I miss too. Yep. Fish is fish is the best example, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I do I don't have a, I I use whatever brand you buy, so yeah, I don't have a brand that yeah. I would necessarily recommend. They're very inexpensive nonstick, so if you do ruin one, you get rid of it. You don't use it if it's if if it's if it's scratched and that coating is starting to peel. Do not want to use that because then that's dangerous if you ingest it. Mm -hmm. If you use the proper tools on a nonstick, it won't come off. Yeah, well, people get very mad when you use the wrong tool on a nonstick and they always point it out to you. You know, they come into the comments thinking that 
thinking I haven't cooked for 35 years. Mm-hmm. They think like uh, it's my first video. They're like, who is this guy? And like, I'm being a little bit more careful than maybe it appears. It's not like you're taking the fork and scraping yeah. it. I've never ruined a Dutch oven in my life. I said that before. I guess that's, I, I might've ruined one like 20 years ago, but no, the, I don't have problems ruining my tools and stuff, my mm-hmm. equipment. I take care of my tools. The next question comes from Janice. Can you tell us how you get your garlic peeled and in such lovely, perfect cloves so that you can slice them so perfectly thin? You would either laugh or scream watching me try to get even a single whole clove out of the bulb, let alone trying to peel it. I think I'm just going to go back to Trader Joe's California garlic powder. Don't do that, Janice. (laughs) Garlic powder is not a substitute for garlic. They're two different things. Garlic powder does have really good uses. It's good on pizza. It's good on pizza. I mean, it's good for like a dry rub. Say you're doing ribs, smoking ribs, anything like that. I do it a lot of times if I'm like in a rush and I want to make a really quick salad dressing with like oil vinegar and I just don't feel like grating the garlic, I'll just like yeah. dump some garlic powder in. I think fajita seasoning is another one that it's good. It's mm-hmm. good in stuff like that. Yeah, Janice, as far as how I get it perfect, you, what you want to do is you remove the cloves that you're going to be working with. After that, you can cut off the end, the little end part where the uh, root, the root part is. So the opposite of the stem part. The stem will grow, the green stem will grow if your garlic is bad and you know, you've know you had it in your house too long. So you're cutting off that little part there. Then you can just take your knife and just do a little tappy tap, not hard. If you do it hard, then your garlic clove will, will smash. smash and that's fine if you want to mince garlic. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do slicing, you got to do a little tappy tap and then you'll be able to grab, uh, peel, peel it very easily. Sometimes I tap a little too hard and, and it's still fine. You could still... If it gets cut in half, you can then just, you can still slice it. And I assume you like the sliced garlic, Janice, because it looks really nice. It's what a lot of Italian restaurants will do mm-hmm. to uh, give a nicer presentation. You reminded me of Happy Gilmore. Happy like, tap, tap, tap. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a good point because what I used to do was I would whack it really hard with the knife. And it always, and then I noticed you were just like very, very gentle. Just... Yeah. Because all you're doing is basically dislodging the very thin skin from the clove. So it doesn't need like the hammer force, you know, like it just needs a little gentle tap. But it took me years to even learn that. You know who who does it a different way? Rachel Ray. She puts them all, all the cloves with the skin. I think you probably still have to probably cut off the end and then she like yeah. in a pot and then and then she shakes it and up. shakes it up. Yeah. And, and supposedly that'll work too, Janice. I've I've never done it. Yeah. I don't like the cooking hacks. People always come in. They always tell me they're like, they're like, Jim, I just wanted to let you know that uh, if you take all your cherry tomatoes and you put them on the ground and you put a plate on top of it, you can just slice them all in one shot. First of all, that isn't easy to do. You need a really sharp knife mm-hmm. or you're gonna have a bunch of smushed cherry tomatoes. Yeah. I still cut them individually. So you don't like cooking hacks? I'm not into the hacks. I have a quick kiss, marry, kill. Oh, nice, it's been so long. Okay, this one comes from Beth. Beth says, Jim, I've noticed from looking at your comments that people compare you looks wise or sound wise to a few different people. <laughs> Those people are Jeremy Piven, Keanu Reeves, and Peter Griffin. 
from Family Guy. <laughs> That's right. That is very common. Can you do a kiss, marry, kill for those three? I get the Peter Griffin <laughs> one because it's Seth Rogen is uh, not. It's not Seth Rogen. What's this? Seth MacFarlane yeah. is from Connecticut, so there's probably a similar Northeast accent. And that Peter we share. Griffin's supposed to be from Quahog. Yeah, well, I mean, Rhode that's, Island. That is. Right? Yeah, it's from Rhode Island. Yeah. I mean, but Seth MacFarlane is the one voicing him. Yeah. So, and who are the other two people? Jeremy Piven, Keanu Reeves. Okay. I, you know, listen, Jer- <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about Jeremy Piven. So, um, I w- this is when I was living in the city. You know, when you live in the city, you see a lot of people. You don't go up and talk to them. Like, that's not what you do. So, you just go on with, go on w- with your day. But I was with... Um, a bunch of friends and one of them got a little too drunk and went up to Jeremy Piven and Jeremy Piven was such a <laughs> jerk jerk to this guy. <laughs> and it just, you oh, know, I was, he was drunk. I was I standing, mean, I was standing from a distance, yeah. but, and I was, you know, I, everybody always hated all of our friend, you know, our group of friends. This is going on. This is, this is 25 years ago, essentially, maybe not 20 Everybody from that point on, first of all, would always let the guy have it about it. Would always be like, hey, you watch any Jeremy Piven movies lately? You know? And, but, but no, <laughs> Who, definitely. I, I don't think you ever told me I'm not going to say the person's no, name. I, yeah, no, yeah. don't. But I don't think you told me this. Story. Yeah, I'll tell well, you. Well, I mean, Jeremy Piven probably gets his fair share of drunk guys coming up to him. You're like, hey, bro. Yeah, because Jeremy Piven would always be in like the clubs and, you know, like doing Jeremy Piven things, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you do look a lot like him. Yeah. And you, I do see the Keanu Reeves. Well, I, Keanu Reeves is like a saint. He's actually going to be saint. He's going to become a saint, you know, Saint Keanu. Like, every, like there's nothing bad written about him ever now. Well, so it seems yeah. like he's a nice guy. I'm sure he is. Keanu's got to be the kiss. All right. The kiss or not the marry? Oh, no, the marry. The okay. marry. Um, Peter Griffin's going to be the kiss. And Jeremy Piven's going to have to be the kill. Sorry, sorry, Jeremy, but you, you are really rude to my friend. <laughs> like, extremely rude. <laughs> I know not to go up to, like, celebrities and start talking to them. I walked, I, I was, it was like, I think it was like a week before this. I walked by Chuck Knobloch, who was on the Yankees at the time. And, you know, when you see these people on the field, they don't look the same as when you see them when you're walking by them. I always thought Chuck Knobloch was going to be like, you know, this big guy, like a lot taller. I mean, you know, he's muscular and stuff, but uh, just a normal guy, like probably about the same height as me. So can I do my Lois impersonation? Yes. Oh, Peter. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> what else? Does she, does she say anything else? You got to do, hey, Lois. Or, or, I, I just talk how I talk. Well, and that's supposedly, yeah. that's. Oh, Peter, you sound, you talk so nice. Yeah, I'm talking like Peter Griffin right now, <laughs> apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right podcast at sippinfeast.com for your questions. We'll see you next time.